Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the On the Pony Express podcast. Part of the On3 network. Check out all the SMU coverage you need at OnThePonyExpress.com. Now, now, here's your host, Billy Embody. Billy Embody. One, two, three. Here we go. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. We have a packed show for you guys today as SMU landed another four-star commitment to the class of 2025. And we'll also preview the defensive side of the ball for the Mustangs as spring practice is just one night away starting Tuesday morning. But first, we are sponsored by Status Jet, our presenting sponsor and partner at OnThePonyExpress.com. They can absolutely take care of your every need when it comes to the charter jet experience, whether it's a big jet, small jet, helicopter, buying or selling aircraft. David Henry and his team at Status Jet can take care of you. And if you use code PONYUPACC or mention on the Pony Express when making a deal for a charter jet experience, you can get a discount on that round trip flight using that code and mentioning us. So Reach out to them, 866-404-9791. Last week, I told you guys that we're going to be partnering with them on some exclusive, tremendous uh, trips for SMU fans when it comes to the 2024 football season. Stay tuned for details on that. The Stanford trip, maybe another trip in there uh, that you'll want to consider taking. But trust me, we've got some fun stuff for you guys ahead with our, with our friends at Status Jet. So appreciate them for uh, being our presenting sponsor at OnThePonyExpress.com. Subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com for just a dollar for your first two months using code SMU1. That's SMU, the number one. It was a fun weekend for the Mustangs as they got another four-star commitment, like I mentioned in the opening. And this time, they dipped to yet another familiar school with Duncanville four-star safety, Tyron Polly announcing his commitment to the Mustangs. And this one was one that I was expecting now for a minute. And, and I'll give you guys the backstory in a bit. But SMU lands the number 26 overall safety in the country, 52nd best prospect in Texas, a four-star ranking as the number 321st overall prospect in the country. He's around 5'11", 180 pounds, back-to-back state champion for Duncanville. The best player in that secondary, at least in my opinion, is Tyron Polly. He is an absolute playmaker. I saw him against Sock, made some big plays for the Panthers all over the field. He had offers from Arkansas, LSU, TCU, and plenty of others out there. But really, when it came down to it, this is another guy who's seeing the direction that SMU is moving in and loving it from what he told us. And so this gives you now Tyron Polly. 
Nathan Tillman and Elijah Pratt as your three safeties in this class of 2025 and three guys who Scott Simons, Ricky Hundley really, really like in that group. And the Mustangs now sit with the 18th overall class in the country for the 2025 recruiting class. So the Mustangs got a lot better by picking up Tyron Polly, the four-star safety from Duncanville. That makes three four-star commitments out of the six on board for the Mustangs in 2025. And again, now for SMU, they can look to bringing, look toward maybe bringing in one more safety in the class of 2025 if they find somebody they like, or they can look to the transfer portal and bring in one more uh, when this big class of safeties departs. For SMU now, they do have Tyron Polly on board, which is a big deal. And he was somebody that jumped on board kind of quietly over the last couple of weeks, but he actually came through uh, the SMU Junior Day that was on February 4th, and he visited right at the end, and that was coming off of a visit to SMU a couple weeks earlier. He stopped stopped in for a full Junior Day with Keelan Russell and Javion Holiday, his two teammates that are committed to the Mustangs, and that was a nice sign for SMU without a doubt. But when he showed up at the end of that junior day on February 4th, I felt like, okay, SMU's got a chance to really reel him in and get him on board um, officially. And so uh, they did just that, that day kind of silently gave them the word and then officially, you know, called back after, after that visit and, and shut things down. So this was a big pickup for SMU and look, Make no bones about it. I mean, four-star prospect on the on-three industry ranking has offers from all over the place. I think he is somewhat hampered by being about 5'11", but guess what? Like, he can play football and and in a really high-level way. So uh, I'd lo- love to see him uh, at the Under Armour Dallas camp on March 10th put down a great time because I think that would really help bolster his stock nationally among the safeties because it is – one of those types of positions that is such a stopwatch position. But I got a chance to watch him at 7-on-7 just last month uh, when, or maybe it was earlier this month, it was earlier this month, actually, the Pylon Dallas uh, tournament. And I I felt like he really did some good things out there. I've seen him on Friday Night Lights, uh, under uh, the Friday Night Lights for the last two years, and he's been uh, terrific. He's been a guy who's been on the radar for a long, long time and a big priority for SMU. Uh, After his commitment, uh, he picked up, or, or actually, it was maybe it was right right before he picked up a pit offer. UCF offered him Cincinnati. Uh, he's got some other big offers in there, but uh, he is a guy that SMU did well to get him on board this early. And uh, just seeing the job that Scott Simons and Ricky Hunley are doing recruiting the secondary overall, four of the six commitments uh, are in the secondary now. I mentioned Elijah Pratt and Nathan Tillman being the first two to jump on board at safety, but Javion Holiday. Who, uh, if you don't follow follow Javion Holiday's mom on Twitter, really good follow. She's all about the Mustangs. Um, you know, when there was some turnover on the SMU staff, people were kind of worrying about Javion Holiday. But uh, he told me after the state title game, he was recruiting to keep people home at SMU, and he did just that, uh, recruiting his teammate Tyron Polly to to stay committed uh, to the Mustangs. And anyway, his mom was the one leading the uh, Instagram uh, or the Facebook live of of um, Tyron Polly's commitment um, and Keelan Russell and, and Javion were both there supporting him. So a big local name who gets on board um, and, and that makes 
all six of the guys in the class of 2025 hailing from the DFW area. They've got two from Arlington and Nathan Tillman and Elijah Pratt. They've got Keelan, Javion, and Tyron from Duncanville, and then Dalen Singleton, the four-star speedy wideout from DeSoto. SMU really did did a good job on this recruitment. I'll, I'll give them a lot of credit. They really started picking up steam over the last year. And and Tyron just for for a guy of his caliber with the offers that he had, he didn't really, you know, take too many opportunities to really pub himself and, you know, turn him into this prospect that was really just just soaking up the prospect uh, the process too much where it was a little aggressive and things like that. Um, I, I really like what uh, SMU did with this recruitment, and and it was one to, that was nice to see them shut the door on it this early. So now they can go about uh, recruiting maybe one more safety just for the heck of it, um, because you do look at the safety room after the 2024 season. They'll lose Brian Massey, C.J. Sanders, Jonathan McGill, Brandon Crosley, on top of losing Jahari Rogers, who will be out of eligibility at the cornerback spot. So uh, a really good safety haul so far. They need one more, at least. I would say if they're doing it the right way, they're probably going to swing for the fences on a big, big safety name. And then they'll have Ahmad Moses and Isaiah Wacobia if they can get them back for that last year in 2025, which those will be two uh, guys that um, uh, really can, that, that can, you know, be starters, be obviously productive players. We saw what they could do this year. You've got Kyron Chambers coming up. Abdul Muhammad's in there. Jalen Moses, Kadavian Dotson, Walker uh, are the are the two 2024 editions. And so I think if you can reel in one more safety in 2025, somebody who really just is, is like a surefire type, uh, that would be the goal. And and then you can uh, see what uh, you can do when it comes to the transfer portal and and maybe bringing in a one year guy to kind of settle the position because they do have 10 safeties on the roster as of now heading into 2024. They're going to lose four. They've got three committed. It would probably be nice to see them have a mix of young and, and veteran guys in there for the future. So uh, that was a big piece of news coming this weekend for the Mustangs on the recruiting front. Now spring football is just a day away, um, but let me tell you guys, we'll wrap on this on recruiting. Uh, SMU top 25 class right now. Uh, Keelan Russell, the SMU quarterback commit, did slide up in the rankings, uh, moving up to the number 123 overall prospect uh, in the 2025 rankings for on three. He's a top 10 quarterback now. He's the 10th best quarterback nationally. And uh, he is just somebody that when you dive into their seasons, I mean, he did so well, obviously leading them to another state championship, but 74% completion percentage, dual threat, athletically very gifted back there, able to move around, has the arm talent you want. And yes, he's on a stacked roster, but I get the sense that watching him, I mean, he's somebody that has a chance to be a real good football player and plays at the highest level of competition in the state of Texas and uh, makes a lot happen uh, for Duncanville. And and he's not the most most polished quarterback because he is still just getting that polish. But when you talk about the ability to push the ball down the field, Keelan Russell's got the arm talent that you need at the next level. And that's why SMU prioritized him uh, early on uh, or somewhat early on in the process and, and was able to get him on board. Uh, his talent is, is not deniable. So, or is undeniable. So 
that is uh, the future at quarterback for SMU uh, in the class of 2025. And um, Tyron Polly uh, is just outside of the on 300. Dalen Singleton just outside of the on 300. And uh, those are two guys that they'll continue to watch as uh, their senior seasons unfold and see if they can move back up. I'm really intrigued to see eventually what Nathan Tillman looks like when it's all said and done. Big opportunity for the state of Texas when it comes to times and camps as Under Armour does roll through the state this month. So guys will be able to put down times, work out in front of scouts and things like that. And all the all that film sent to colleges around the country as well. That's why you see offers sometimes during the dead period. But uh, those are two big opportunities for, for guys to really bolster their stock, especially the skill guys who if they can run well and put down a really good time, then you're looking at a chance to really boost your own stock. So uh, that is the latest on recruiting SMU with a big recruiting win this weekend. We move into the, the spring football preview section of the podcast. And uh, we, first of all, have a fun event uh, tonight. Some of you guys might be able to fit in listening to this podcast before it, but we'll be at Goodbye Horses on SMU Boulevard from six to eight and uh, talking with a few of the SMU football players couple of the new guys that are coming in on the defensive side of the ball. And that's where we're going to begin. We're going to be, begin in the trenches. And when you look at what SMU has on the defensive line, you have a lot of veteran guys. And it's almost a problem that if you looked at the scholarship distribution chart, you would say, oh my gosh, what are we going to do in 2025? But that is a 2025 problem. Uh, SMU has done a really nice job restocking this position after losing some key guys off of this defensive line. Nelson Paul, um, uh, Devere Levelston, Elijah Chapman, Jordan Miller, all among those guys that have moved on. They've lost some some younger guys, uh, without a doubt. Uh, Damian Wimberly moved on, and um, I, th- I think that's it for the most part. Could be wrong on that, but um, they have certainly retooled it, and they did it with uh, and Dylan Frazier was the other one. But they have really addressed this position group with veterans once again. And we'll start on the edges. Elijah uh, Elijah Roberts is back as your strong side defensive end, third down, you know, pass rusher along the interior. Maybe if you really want to go big, he can play a little bit of the, the bandit spot, but he's your undisputed top returning player for this defense, uh, at least in my opinion. And then you have opposite of him at the bandit spot, you'll have Elijah Harvey, who comes in from Miami, another guy who was maybe misused in his final year at Miami, just didn't get as many opportunities as he did to make an impact. Like in 2022, 2022, he was awesome. He, SMU did a really good job fending off uh, Texas A&M late in the process for uh, J- Jafar I. Harvey. And he is uh, somebody that has a size and athleticism that, I mean, the only player that kind of is similar from an athletic perspective is probably Jalen Samuels just because of how tall, long, athletic he is. But Jafari Harvey has proven at the Power 5 level to be a, contrib- a contributor. And so SMU brings him in. They're hoping he can find that form that he had in 2022, and that'll be big uh, for SMU if he can do that. And so those are probably the two guys that are going to start. When you look at the bandit spot, you've got Isaiah Smith, you've got Cam Robertson, who, and SMU did a good job of this. If they can find a good rotation with those guys and turn them into just this 
just pass rushing squad of guys who get after the quarterback, get da- get them down. We saw that against Tulane with you know what Turbo Isaiah Smith was able to do and Cam Robertson to an extent. If they can get that type of play from those guys in the ACC, that'll really help this defensive line because as you look interior wise, they have they they're like Arby's. They got the meat and and they are uh, really really retooled in a good way at the defensive tackle spot. They are looking for one more in the spring transfer portal window, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that at a later date as, as they get going on that. But when you have now that strong side defensive end spot, it's going to be interesting to see because you've got Braden Flowers, who's a young guy who they like. He just was hurt his fr- freshman year. Then you have Amari Abor, who comes in looking to show that he's healthy, show that he can be the explosive athlete that everyone saw coming out of Duncanville. Then you have somebody like maybe a David Abiara, a Jaden Jones, who can find their footing and be a real solid piece for SMU along the interior. That's what I'm intrigued to see. And uh, But that spot, in particular the Bandit, is in a really good spot when it comes to the depth, the talent combination that they put together. We see the, the talent that Elijah Roberts brings and we see that they could, you know, find their way um, to, to having pr- productive players. You've got Jalen Samuels behind him as well, but um, it, it is a little precarious if they do run into some injuries. And uh, so we'll be we'll be keeping an eye on that spot. Um, and it'll just be critical that Elijah Roberts stays healthy. I mean, we all know that, and he's got to get the lion's share of the ball, uh, lion's share of the reps as well. Uh, so we'll be keeping a uh, close eye on that. But you can't really beat what they've got uh, going, at least from an ex- an early ACC expectations perspective at, at the edge spots. Interior-wise, SMU it was kind of a winding road to get here, but Mike Lockhart is somebody who has done it at the Power 5 level, about 6'3", 308. He has been productive and able to get that type of uh, production that is desired out of the interior of the defensive line. He's done it at West Virginia. He's done it at Georgia Tech. SMU is going to rely on him in a big way this year to be that basically Jordan Miller replacement. He's got the size. He's a big dude. Yes, you can talk about Tank being the true nose tackle, but he is so big, you are going to have to really watch it with him so that you manage him the right way. With Mike Lockhart, though, He's your kind of down-in, down-out starter in all likelihood. And what's nice is Calvin Thibodeau could get a little uh, creative here and put Mike Lockhart and Tank uh, Tank Booker on the field at the same time, and you have two massive humans there. They add Blake Burris, who I probably, as far as intrigue level, I've got some there. And the reason why is because listed about, I think he was 6'4", 308, 310 or something at Tech as far as what he was listed on the the, uh, roster. You add another piece like that, and I saw a couple of early game tape of him. He might be somebody that ends up factoring into this rotation, and that is another big human. Then you've got Jonathan Jefferson, who really is, in my opinion, if you're trying trying to draw parallels, he's your Elijah Roberts of this year. He's the one that if SMU is going to be able to be a dominant defensive line front, they need him to step up. And the reason why is because – they were able to snag him out of Athens, and um, uh, that whole uh, 
coaching staff uh, really vouched for him. Chadira Uzo Deribe is the edge coach there, but uh, Trey Scott is the Georgia defensive line coach who I was thinking of his name. They all vouched for him. We're really you know, impressed with him. He just was buried a little bit behind some five-star talent and future first-round draft picks there uh, for the Bulldogs. And so if you can take him and say, all right, you're going to get your chance. He's got the talent. It's not necessarily a talent thing. It's just how much depth Georgia has that he wasn't able to break through. But So he's coming in kind of as a guy who was slept on a little bit as far as the overall transfer portal class. I think he's got a chance to really turn into a player. And then, of course, you bring back Corey Roberson, who's going to play a role in the two deep. You've got Mike Gill on Sanjo and Jiki coming back. Um, maybe Braylon Jackson could turn into something. Kevin Allen is still developing as a second-year guy, a, a redshirt freshman um, in that spot. So the defensive line, they've done a nice job retooling with some big dudes up front. SMU will have a chance to have another good defensive line front. Spring ball, it'll be our first chance to get a look at them and see exactly athletically what Calvin Thibodeau is working with. We saw the flashes early for SMU. We knew Devere Levelston was an athlete. We knew Elijah Chapman was strong as an ox, even if he was on the shorter side. Jordan Miller was going to be a big dude who could move. Elijah Roberts, about as good looking as they get physically. We saw the talent. Now we know what it takes and what it took for them to be good in the AAC. They've got to be a step up just overall as a group to continue a, a high level of play. When we see this group in the spring and then it, again in the fall, just how good are they athletically as a whole will, will basically dictate a lot of how good SMU can be on defense. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That linebacker, you do return your entire group minus Chris Adamora. You've got Jaquandis Burns, who's played a good bit of football for SMU. And then Kobe Wilson and Ahmad Walker, who came in last year as transfers and were just awesome. And both of them were Really, really key to this defense and how they turned around. Maurice Crum, uh, who's got, who got a promotion in the offseason, just did an unbelievable job of working with these guys. And so when you factor in Alex Kilgore and Brandon Maiazono, who are your two second-year linebackers who both played a lot for SMU, then you have Justin Medlock coming in, who's off of a really good defense at Utah, but again, couldn't break through there. Now you have a group that can allow Brandon Booker when he gets here this summer and Zach Smith, who's going to be learning this spring as a true freshman to kind of relax and like learn. You have veterans who have been there. You've got six guys that you should feel pretty good about. And with so much nickel and three safety looks being played by SMU, they're in a real good spot at the linebacker room. They're in the same boat as the defensive line. They'll have to replace three departing seniors for the 2025 season. And we know uh, SMU will certainly be, you know, beating down the doors of some transfers in that respect too, uh, with with complementing it with some linebackers in the 2025 class. So there's not too many questions. It, it's uh, about the um, about the the linebacker room. And remember us in fall camp. Remember we didn't get to see Kobe Wilson in 
the spring because he was a late addition. We saw some of Chris Adamora, and you know he ended up being just kind of a role player for SMU uh, in 2023, but but a, a decent role player. Don't get me wrong. And Jaquandis Burns, could he take the next step? We loved Alex Kilgore. What could he be? Brandon Mizona was coming off an injury to cap his high school career. What would this linebacker room do in 2023? There were questions. We didn't. It, it's almost you had some concerns, but it was just a matter of okay, if Ahmad Walker is going to be the guy they think he can be, and they can get something out of Alex Kilgore, and they can turn Kobe Wilson into a reliable, uh, from a reliable AAC player to a real solid AAC player, then this this group has a chance to be really good, and they all took that step. It was so critical for, for last year's team that that linebacker group stepped up and they did that. And they're all probably hearing us talking about it again. They're all entrenched and they all have experienced now, you know, the, the six that are back or have played college football before. And now they have to step up again in the ACC. So I'm intrigued to see what they do. Um, the biggest candidate that I've got for a, a spring, like almost breakout and especially at linebacker is Alex Kilgore. You know, he came in last year, was a true freshman. You see him with the size and athleticism and all of this, and he looks the part, but he still needed to gain some weight. I can't wait to see him on day one of spring ball and see what he's got uh, going on. He'll, he obviously has so much time to work out this summer and get right and things like that, but uh, he's, uh, he's just a, a really special talent. And so he's got kind of one more year before all of these guys ahead of him are, are gone, but, uh, or at least, you know, kind of even in the pec like the seniority situation, but he is somebody who's really special. And uh, I, I think he's got a chance to really put together a nice spring. The corner spot is almost incomplete. And here's why. One, I think they try to go get another guy out of the out of the transfer portal. And then they do have Speedy Nettles and Alex Rogers coming this summer, which is all well and good. Speedy does have a chance to maybe find a way to crack the rotation. Because he is physically ready, Alex Rogers will, in my opinion, no doubt need a red shirt. And uh, then when you you get down to it, you have Jahari Rogers, who is entering his last year. Can he step up? Can he be that guy for SMU that they need him to be? And then Teddy Knox, is he going to be end up being a full-time defensive back? He's going to be at the corner spot in all likelihood. But in terms of the veterans, you have Deuce Harmon, who you bring in from Texas A&M. He's started for the Aggies on a good defense. He has a chance to be a very, very good ACC corner and potentially get himself drafted, even, even with his size, you know, being about 5'10-ish. But behind him, who is going to play and really, you know, be able to take some of those reps that SMU was able to give to other corners last year when they had Charles Woods and Chris Meganson? You have Jahari Rogers, you have Jalen Davis Robinson, they call him Smoke, you have A.J. Davis. Those three guys in particular need to step up. We've seen Teddy Knox really solidify his game as a gunner for SMU special teams. He is one of the best special teamers on this roster, but he is going into his first year at, at defense back, if that is indeed where they end up sticking him and keeping him. I, I think they do. Then we'll see what SMU brings in in the transfer portal. Can Keyshawn Mills step up in his second year at SMU? He's a redshirt sophomore who originally transferred from Colorado. This group needs one more guy at the transfer portal. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Your starter for one side is Deuce Harmon. I don't think there's any doubt about that. 
how much can Jalen Davis Robinson and A.J. Davis elevate their game with Jahari Rogers back to say, it's time for us to step up. You continue to get reps, see time. But as we saw when SMU was missing Chris Megginson in the bowl game, you know, Jahari Rogers was kind of one of those guys that, you know, you probably wanted to see more out of uh, in terms of him stepping up. So SMU has some options at corner. They need to hammer out who can be that alpha dog that Charles Woods was in 2023. At safety, this room is awesome for Scott Simons. To get Brian Massey, Jonathan McGill, Brandon Crosley, C.J. Sanders all back is really important. But that's before you get to Ahmad Moses and Isaiah Wachobia. These six guys are the leaders of this group. They have tons of experience, different paths to get here. And if SMU is going to be able to weather the storm of maybe figuring out the cornerback position, especially, let's say, against BYU and TCU as those those early season games unfold, these six guys have to play some of their best football while that happens. And I think the good thing for SMU is you're looking at a group that bought into rotating, bought into position versatility. I mean, you want to get into some of the nitty gritties. Jonathan McGill was an or with either Isaiah Wachobia or Ahmad Moses throughout the season. We know how good of a player Jonathan McGill is. We know how good of a player Isaiah Wachobia was for SMU last year. Those guys have to continue to step up and allow Kyron Chambers to push them, allow Abdul Muhammad to push them and see what those two can bring to the table. You are looking at probably the most or the most talent and the best amount of talent at the SMU safety position since I've been covering the team on, on one season. This is a really impressive group. If they can bring all of these guys into the 2024 season, that is so helpful. We saw when Brandon Crosley got nicked up how important it was that others can step up and allow him to redshirt and even come back. I, I think they are so good at being bought in. I think that's really impressive to me and says a lot about their character. We'll see if they can get to the 2024 season. Nobody defects. I don't I don't think anyone will, but we'll see. We've already seen some, some surprises in the portal a little bit from SMU, uh, but that's mainly on the offensive side of the ball. So Scott Simons, the defense coordinator, leads this group. They have a, a lot of talent in that safety room. It's just a matter of elevating their game to the ACC level, and, and some of these guys have the talent to certainly do that. So a fun group. Not many questions about it. I just want to see a Kyron Chambers and Abdul Muhammad really step up their game a little bit now that they're in their second years with the programs, two different levels of second years there, obviously. But if SMU can get a little bit out of Kyron Chambers and and something out of Abdul Muhammad that says things are headed in the right direction, you look at the long-term future of the safety spot with Jalen Moses and Kadavi and Dotson Walker coming in the summer. It's a really, really good group. And, oh, by the way, they have three solid safeties from the DFW area, all committed in the class of 2025. So with that, guys, it is spring ball. We're going to do a lot of recapping what we see. We'll have a podcast for you guys later this week as we will break it all down as the Mustangs go into spring ball with a new conference ahead. They'll need to really continue to hone in on improving on the basics, the fundamentals, all of those things. That is very important for this group overall, but 
look, they were one of the best defenses in the country. Overall, it didn't really matter the opponent. They pretty much rose to the occasion every week, even as SMU's offense was a little hit or miss at times. To have the entire staff back again is so important. And, and I think you look at what they put together last year, I think the belief is there that they can do it again and play really, really good fundamental football. They just have to keep chipping away at getting better. And Scott Simons is one of the best defensive coordinators in the country for a reason, in my opinion. And he's done it at multiple spots now where he's gotten top 10 defenses and top 20 and things like that. If he does it again, I mean, one, SMU is just only going to have to pony up more to keep him. But his whole staff continues to just really impress me with how they've been able to go go about fixing their roster because we know they needed to do it heading into spring ball and into the 2024 season. So that was kind of a brief high-level breakdown of the defense for SMU heading into spring ball. We will uh, have another podcast for you guys later this week, breaking down what we see for SMU spring ball. We'll talk a little bit about SMU basketball too. Two tough losses on the road, FAU and USF, just sinking any hopes of an at-large bid at all for the Mustangs and just showing that Rob Lanier's work turning the program around is certainly uh, not there yet. Good team beats the opponents they should, and yet they are out of contention for a regular season AAC crown. They'll need to really step their game up in Fort Worth for the AAC tournament to make it happen. Uh, when it comes to the NCAA tournament. So sorry to end that on a uh, weird, bad note, but uh, a quick reminder before we go to check out our friends at Status Jet. I told you guys we're going to have those awesome events with them uh, this fall, the Stanford trip in particular. Again, if you're flying out of Dallas or want to get to Dallas to fly out with us on Friday and then fly out post-game back to Dallas, make those plans, we are going to take care of you guys and we're going to put together something that is really special that can also be done on a reasonable budget. And by reasonable, I mean, it's not going to be this over the top situation that some people think of when it comes to private jet uh, experience. This is a charter experience, which can be a lot of fun uh, with a big group of people all supporting SMU. And that's why we turn to our friends at Status Jet, one of SMU's official partners for athletics as well. So big supporters of the Mustangs, reach out to them at statusjet.com for more information. Use code PONYUPACC, mention on the Pony Express, and we will catch you guys next time on the On the Pony Express podcast. Hit that subscribe button, throw us a like, do all the things, and we'll see you at ontheponyexpress.com. It's spring ball time. We'll have your full coverage. The only spot to get your SMU news is on theponyexpress.com. So check us out. If you haven't made the jump from YouTube or Spotify or wherever you listen to us to our website with the on three network on the ponyexpress.com. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Spring balls here. We'll have all your coverage and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the on the pony express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMU on three and on Instagram at on three SMU and keep it locked to on the pony for more coverage. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.